0: I'm so stressed out right now. I'm going to take a few breaths during the theme song. what's up everybody welcome to the pot, Smoke Smoker mom show you know what we talk about we moms we smoke pot. <laughs> uh thank you for being here thank you for for lending us your ears uh we really appreciate you uh if this is your first time thank you for joining us i'm sunny d along with my home girl captain J. hello hello Hey, listen, if you like our show, if you end up sticking around and listen to, listening to the whole episode, please uh, subscribe to it, rate us, write a cute little comment, you know, share us. We love when you share our stuff. We appreciate it. Just be friends with us. Um, you can reach us at potsmokingmoms.com. That's our website. All of our shit's there. It's easy. Just go there. We, we asked, what are we smoking today?
1: I have some super silver haze from True Leaf.
0: Oh, super silver haze! Yeah, I have some sherbert. Ativo, which is not
1: usually my thing, but
0: oh yeah, that's what I got right now. <laughs> we got also Dutch wine, but I, I, I'm doing good with the hybrids. I like this uh, Binsky sherbert hybrid. Cheers! Cheers. We invite you to smoke with us if you... If you if, got them, light them. Yeah, you know. Good good podcast, uh, a choice to do it while smoking your weed. <laughs> yes. Good job, nice job. <laughs> it's like you're part of our sesh. <laughs> yes, it's like, yes, we're here together. So we got a, a really great interview today. Uh, we got Chris Sunshine from Sunshine Cannabis. If you're a local here in Florida, you know he is one of the major, major names out here with uh, True Leave. So we'll talk to him a little bit later on in the show. We got a, yo, we got a PSM Disney trip. It's yeah, I had legit. to add this it's in there. I was yeah. like, we got to tell our peoples to, we get us to tell our out Yeah, we talked to our patrons <laughs> and enough of them said yes to where we're going to do this. Yes. Pot Smoke and Mom Disney trip, February 11th through the 13th. Um, You know, if you want to meet us in one of the parks, we're just kind of, you know, throwing back a few ideas. Nothing very. Or solid. if you're a
1: local that just wants to meet us for like dinner, yeah, one night or, or you something. just want
0: to meet us out there, like hit us up, let us know, DM us. Um, you know, if you're, we somewhere should probably pick local. a night
1: to to do a dinner somewhere and just like be like, hey,
0: show oh my up. God, <laughs> it's so funny. If we all show up on Medieval Nights.
1: Oh, my God. I've never done that. I've always wanted to do it. That? You've n- Never. Yo, I've always wanted to do Medieval Nights.
0: It's really, I, I mean, okay, it's cheesy, but I fucking but I love, love it. Shit. It's so I've also fun. never been to a Renaissance park. you never been to a Renaissance park? I know, I know. I've always wanted to, like, do shrooms and go to one. I don't know about shrooms. It's kind of ratchet. It's not really that magical enough to want to do. Sh- like I'm t- <laughs> telling you from experience. It will
1: make you feel like you're transported. No, back in time. I honestly
0: not at a Renaissance festival. Uh, there's a lot of uh, yeah, colorful character. I listen. A colorful character. I That's will nice never. I will never turn down a Renaissance festival. There's one actually at a local uh, park close by to me. And it's currently going on this weekend and next weekend. Let's go. I'm going next weekend. I'm going to take the girls next weekend.
1: Let's go. I'll go. Okay, let's do Thank it. Thank you for... T- yes, let's do it's, it. I've never been. This pop I'm my gonna give you a festival little, cherry.
0: It's a little ratchet. I'm going to say that ahead of time <laughs> so you ratchet? don't get... yeah. Why? Because I mean? feel like you're like building up... To do shrooms? and No. <laughs> <Christmas festivals? laughs> well, if I'm going with
1: my kid, I'm not doing
0: shrooms. No. Well, yeah. First of all, you should take your kid because it's not a place you want to do shrooms at for sure. Uh, and, um, I can do shrooms anyway. I think you should think less of like actually well, anywhere, but... magical and then think more of like, have you ever seen um, role models, that movie Role Models, where they're like in the park playing like, you know, with the swords and shit? No, I
1: don't think I've seen that movie.
0: It's kind of more like that. It's more, it's not as... Uh, You know, so then why do you go? Oh my god, we're gonna take you to the Renaissance (laughs) (laughs) festival next weekend. I really hope it's nice out. And we the weather was nice
1: today. Listen, it is Saturday, the day we're recording this. And I walked outside to let my dog out, and I was like, holy cow, it it fall has arrived. It's nice and cool and windy, it was 65.
0: My husband cool. was like, Oh, they said it was supposed to be r- cooler this today. And then he, we stepped out and we're like, Whoa. Oh, feels nice. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to a Renaissance festival next weekend. If anybody's local and wants to hit us up, we will be going What day?
1: Saturday. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Where is the Renaissance festival? It's in
0: Hollywood. Well, just hit Wait, us we'll up. Park. It just let it just let us know if you want to go. And we got you. It, let <laughs> us know.
1: Okay, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So we we'll And then Disney that. trip in February eleven to
0: thirteen. Yeah, exactly. Uh we still do our Instagram live Wednesday nights at nine PM. You know. Join us. Smoke with us. Hang out. Join us. We had a really good crowd this past Wednesday. Yeah. I that her has her a lot too. to do, Two Baked
1: Girls. Yeah. Because they're so awesome and I think just, you know, I don't they don't go live that often on Instagram. So their peoples were
0: probably like, Yeah. I think so, but I also think maybe other people I was people really saw... surprised at
1: them saying that like people knew us and we like excited for them to be on our show. On like, our really? show. We're like, like really on like our we show
0: think? we would be they would probably, we would probably think <laughs> Vice versa. <laughs> Vice versa. everybody would be like, Oh, you're gonna have two baked girls on your show. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: that was surprising. I was like, oh
0: that was nice. <laughs> I love them though.
1: Yeah, we're gonna go to Canada.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're gonna rage. <laughs> uh,
1: we gotta plan that trip coming soon. I also think
0: maybe other people that knew us and knew them were like, oh, oh my these god, two together? bitches are, yeah, oh my god, these, these fucking, these four, because it's four we of had, us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was four bitches together on it, alive? What are they talking about? And then we we're talking about animals. That's all, we talked about animals. <laughs> And I should have taken a pictures of all the iguanas out of my yard because I was like, man, I gotta get oh, a really and good them shot. Them. You yeah, get a good picture and send it tag to them, them because, in because them. it is really. no,
1: post it in our stories. We should and be like, if you're tr- if you're if you were on that live, you know what we're talking about here.
0: <laughs> I mean, like Florida be like, and then it's a Florida ton of fucking like. iguanas. It's
1: crazy when it's a nice sunny day; they all come out and just like, yeah, they love it. Sunbathe right, sunbathe and put their little heads up in the air.
0: Yeah, they all sunbathe. It is. It's insane. But anyways. We got, a, we got some really interesting news for you guys.
1: Marijuana Moment was reporting that a Republican-led bill to legalize and tax marijuana emerges as alternative to Democratic measures. We know that we've been seeing the Moore Act and then the other one that uh, Chuck Schumer and Booker were putting um, putting out last year. was that earlier this year? Yeah, it was the two years this year. have like meshed together so a new republican- led congressional marijuana legalization bill is imminent. The measure is being framed by advocates as a compromise between simple descheduling as proposed by the other GOP lawmakers and a wide- ranging comprehensive legislation that democratic leaders are champions. This legislation is being led by Representative Nancy Mace from South Carolina. The measure entitled titled the state's reform act is currently being circulated among stakeholders for feedback and is therefore only in the preliminary. uh, But a final version is expected to be filed later this month. This is yet another development in what has been proved to be an active year of cannabis reform on Capitol Hill. But the DOP angle is notable. As many have raised doubts about the prospects of Congress passing the far-reaching, large-scale marijuana bills that Democrats are leading in the House and Senate, getting Republican buy-in could prove critical to getting something over the finish line. And the MACE measure seems aimed at appealing to the state's rights and business interests of conservative colleagues on her side of the aisle while also incorporating some restorative justice and tax elements, largely favored by progressives. The freshman uh, congresswoman who was the sole GOP vote in favor of cannabis research bill for veterans during a committee markup on Thursday is aiming to federally deschedule marijuana and create a regulatory scream, 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 Scream. (laughs) (laughs) but still ensure that existing state markets are not unduly burdened by the undermined new
0: rules. Here's a rundown of the details based on the draft legislation and summary documents. Cannabis would be federally descheduled and treated in a manner similar to alcohol. Okay, tell me more. A 3.75% excise tax would be imposed on cannabis sales. Revenue would support grant programs for community reentry, law enforcement, and small business administration aid for newly licensed businesses. The Treasury Department's Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau would be the chief regulator for marijuana with respect to interstate commerce. Food and drug administration would be limited in its regulatory authority with the intent being that it would have no more control over cannabis than it does for alcohol, except when it comes to medical cannabis. The agency could prescribe serving sizes, uh, certify designated state medical cannabis products and approve and regulate pharmaceuticals derived from marijuana, but could not ban the use of cannabis or its derivatives in non-drug applications like in designated state medical cannabis products products. Dietary supplements, foods, beverages, non-drug topicals, or cosmetics.
1: Raw cannabis would be considered an agricultural commodity regulated by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The legislation would grandfather existing state-licensed cannabis operators into the federal scheme to ensure continued patient access and incentivize participation in the legal market. As federal agencies work to promulgate rules, there would be safe harbor provisions. i never provisions. seen that word before. I know. I'm like, <laughs> like
0: promulgate
1: promulgate <laughs> What the hell? Uh, rules. There would be safe harbor provisions to protect patients and marijuana businesses acting in compliance with the existing laws. People with certain federal cannabis convictions that were nonviolent would be eligible for expungements. To prevent youth use, there would be a mandatory 21 age limit for recreational cannabis, and the bill also prescribes certain restrictions on things like advertising. Makes sense.
0: SBA would need to treat marijuana businesses the same as other regulated markets, like it does for alcohol companies, for example. The measure also stipulates that veterans can't face discrimination in federal hiring due to cannabis use, and doctors with U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs would be specifically authorized to issue recommendations for medical cannabis for veterans. Federal agencies could continue to drug test for marijuana.
1: Well, why? <clears throat>
0: I mean, I guess it re- really depends on what you're doing, right? Yeah. The Bureau of Labor Statistics would be required to issue a report to Congress on the marijuana industry. Who knows also wh- how developed the drug testing could be? I mean, because honestly, over the weekend, yeah, I know. Over the weekend, it sucks that it would it would affect you, just period. Even if you do talk on the weekends and then want to go work,
1: or even if you just, yeah, it's not like you're talking yeah. at work and stuff. If right. you're doing it when you get home and yeah, and on the weekends, it shouldn't matter what you do. I think, you yeah. know, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty loaded. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a tangent there. Did you say the bureau? Yeah, I did. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got off there. Mm. So the draft bill is 116 pages, so these details represent just a portion of what's compromised in the legislation. And again, the provisions are subject to change as the proposal is finalized ahead of its formal introduction into Congress. The Republican-led effort sets the stage for some interesting debate. The advocates have already rallied behind measures such as the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. The more act that My we God, mentioned I before mean, I know it's such syllables a, and marijuana each of the opportunity, words oh uh, marijuana opportunity, opportunity reinvestment, reinvestment and expungement expungement act, act. <laughs> the more act to say simply uh which clearly cleared the uh which recently cleared the House Judiciary Committee as well as a reform bill that's being finalized on the Senate side led by majority uh Leader Chuck Schumer, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, and Senator Cory Mm. Booker. It's unlikely that the champions behind those measures would want to cede the issue to a Republican-led bill, even if it does contain components meant to appeal to both Democrats and justice reform advocates. But it's possible the legislation will garner favor with industry stakeholders who are eager for a passable legislation proposal, Macy's legislation takes specific steps to preserve the markets that have already been established in states while ensuring that they have the resources to expand under federal regulations.
0: Some Republicans have led or joined their Democratic colleagues on other marijuana bills, but they've generally been far more scaled back measures, simply protecting states that choose to legalize or descheduling cannabis without touching social equity issues or creating a federal tax on sales. In any case, polling shows that the public is ready for an end to a prohibition. 68% of U.S. adults said that they back legalizing cannabis in a Gallup poll released this week, and that includes majorities of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents.
1: Hmm. Yet, despite the support, President Joe Biden continues to oppose adult use legalization. Instead, he's supportive of more modest proposals to federally decriminalize cannabis, legalize the plant for med- med- medical use, and let states set their own policies. Whether he'd sign any Democratic or Republican legislation is up for question. While the president is personally against comprehensively ending prohibition, the Congressional Research Service released a report on Wednesday explaining steps he and his administration could take to repair the harms of cannabis criminalization. Oh,
0: I'd like to read those.
1: So, yeah, so now there's all these, that's the third... Yeah, now the Republicans are like in the, Yo, we in the like, running. We love
0: weed too. We know it ain't going nowhere. Like, Hear us out. Here's
1: here's our weed measures that we're willing to vote on. Right. So, like, do you guys want to join this boat over here? Because we're not going to vote on yours. They
0: could. Can they not like get together to write something <laughs> at the same time? Why does everybody have to write a thing here and a thing there? Can't they just be like? Can they just look at both of those things they wrote and say, okay, these are pretty much the same things. So let's just say, put those we in the middle there. This. We all agree on these? All right, let's hash these other ones on. and fucking figure it out and get the ball rolling. Like, and I
1: guess that's essentially what this the purpose of this is to do. That's the way I guess they do shit.
0: They're going to approach it like this. They're They're like gonna everybody. Like, hey, hey, man, do their own thing I see. Like, your, I see your note. Here's <laughs> our note. <laughs> oh, yeah, we saw your note. It's cute. Look at this one. What do you think about this one? I don't I mean It's like such a back and forth on shit. I don't
1: know. We'll see. Let's see if it happens.
0: That's always. Let's (laughs) just
1: keep looking to the future.
0: We're just gonna keep hoping, (laughs) hoping for the best. In the meantime, we'll give you this (laughs)
1: Florida Senate Bill
0: number 744 medical use of marijuana by out of state visitors. We've talked about this before. Um, when we've tried to give people information on like, hey, what other states accept your medical card? Like when you're traveling, you know, sometimes you might, you know, like, let's say I want to go somewhere and mm-hmm. I have a medical card here. We're we, you cannot do that here. You come travel to yeah, Florida like they don't accept gonna, outside. Then, yeah, they're not going to accept your outside medical card. But maybe in the future, because we have a new bill
1: that they're introducing, you basically just have to register in advance. Oh,
0: okay. So it says medical use of marijuana by out of state visitors requiring the Department of Health to create a separate section in the medical marijuana use registry for short term visitors, establishing criteria for short term visitors from states that have legalized medical marijuana to receive authorizations to possess medical marijuana and marijuana delivery devices in this state. Authorizing short-term visitors registered in the medical marijuana use registry to purchase and receive a specified supply of medical of marijuana for medical use from a medical marijuana treatment center in the state. Requiring the department to immediately make available in the medical marijuana use registry the registration certificate of a short-term visitor, providing that a short-term visitor's registration certificate serves as verification that he or she is authorized to possess, purchase and use marijuana. For yeah, okay, purpose. so now, yeah, so they're making you... Pre-register. And they're gonna scope you. Yeah, out you can't come into
1: the state and just show your other states. Yeah, you're thing. gonna have to let them. You know have ahead to of like time. register on our program, saying hey, and give proof that you have your medical card. And then they're like, okay, and th- there's gonna be a fee associated with it. They're gonna, get, yeah, yeah they're they going like, to take oh. a little
0: piece or something. Right? And
1: you that this means that you're granted the permission to
0: for this to this day have
1: cannabis while you're here, have any devices for cannabis while you're here, and you can actually purchase from our stores. Why you're here. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting.
0: Well, I, I signed up to track this bill to see where it goes. Oh. Oh, that's what popped up on the email. I'm yeah. like, what is this spam? I ain't <laughs> no, tracking nothing. I was registering uh, okay. us to track it. Good to know. Good <laughs> to know. <laughs>
1: So next on the topics for I Love You Miami is Wonderland. Miami takes shape as the largest psychedelic medicine business event.
0: Oh, certainly everybody's interested in this, huh? Yeah,
1: I mean, psychedelics has been in the headlines and in everywhere recently lately. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so on November eighth and ninth, so that was just a couple of days. We're on the I think today this is being released on the tenth. So this weekend it happened recording. Yeah, this recording is being released on the 10th. So this was yesterday and the day before. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, If you're listening on the 10th. Everybody's like, what? Who cares? <laughs> it happened already. Move on. <laughs> it just happened. But it's interesting that it's happening here, I thought.
0: I know. So on and, November and 8th. Uh, the Adrian Center, nonetheless. Yeah.
1: I wish I could attend. If I didn't have like a full-time job that I have to be I mean, in all yeah. day, I would definitely go to this. Uh, so Florida will host Wonderland Miami, the largest ever business gathering in the psychedelic medicine sector presented by Microdose, a guide to the business of phy- psychedelics. Wonderland Miami will be held at a was was held at the Adrian <laughs> Arts Center for the Performing Arts in downtown Miami, Florida. Wonderland uh, featured 30 programming tracks, panels, fireside chats, networking, a Dragon's Dead style pitch competition and insights from speakers such as Rick Doblin, a Ph.D., founder and executive and director of multiple blah, blah, blah. maps is the name. of the <laughs> <body>. <laughs> is it, Sorry. Multidisciplinary Tuma. Association for Psychedelic oh Studies. God. I'm trying to say that when Woo, you're psychedelics. It's, it's interesting. I like the name maps. Uh, who, will, who will share insights and information and experiences? Also speaking will be Robin Cahart Harris, a psychologist, psychologist, psych- dude. <laughs> I know it's a lot a of like crazy words, and neuroscientist and head of the Center of Psychedelic Research. Man, this sounds like it was a really cool event. A lot of like smart I, people I, that I know yeah. a lot about psychedelics.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would be able to <laughs> absorb.
1: I think so. I mean, I think it's also meant for everyday people to learn. So, Division of Brain uh, Brain Sciences Facility of Medicine of Imperial College, um, Horhart Harris, whatever. Lots of clinical companies (laughs) that uh, research this. But then there's some sports icons as well. Oh, Mike
0: Tyson! He's been championing for it lately, saying he wished he would have used it back when he was. Yeah, he's he was
1: there speaking.
0: Lamar Odom. Oh, he, yeah. I don't know who that is. He's a basketball player. There's a lot of. And who's. he's Khloe Kardashian's husband. Oh,
1: he was one of the. Uh, the that, that guy. guy? Yeah. Oh, the one okay. that
0: was uh, hooked on drugs. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Is he like. Maybe he's like recovering with. With. With, with psychedelics. And psychedelics. Yeah.
1: No, That there's definitely. Huh. That's probably what he's speaking yeah.
0: to. Yeah. Well, I'm going to check who's that Anna out. Who's Anna Simmons? I don't know who that is. Uh, Kelsey Ramsden, CEO of Mind Cure. a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's so many people here, so many doctors and stuff. That seems interesting.
1: Yeah, they're even talking. They go on to talk about how there's a lot of uh, companies in psychedelics getting on the the stock market, on Mm. NASDAQ and everything. Um, money, money, they money, even money, mention over money. here, psychedelics are oh, the spotlight. Our favorite, Thanks to our people like Gwyneth, Gwyneth. Paltrow, oh, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Where her
0: drink? Remember when we reported on her drink? Uh, yeah, she had a drink. A t- and a series
1: such as Nine Perfect Strangers on Netflix. A number of are they
0: like now making that like a thing of like, oh look, they did it on the show. This is like opening people's minds to this because of the show. No, no, they're saying that there's
1: been. It's just been in and everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, when if yeah. has been talking about it, Matthew McConaughey's been talking about it. There's a whole show about it on Which Netflix. Was great, so it's by like the in way. the. Yes. If anybody it was really out good.
0: There needs a show. And a number of public figures. But they look, but they put up. they put Nine Perfect Strangers on Netflix. Uh, no, it's not. It's on Hulu, my friend. Oh,
1: shit. You're right.
0: We it need is to on Hulu. Out, so. Oh, marijuana oh. moment. Oh, yeah. You got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Hulu. a so, great show, by the way.
1: Yeah, great show. Check Obviously it out. Obviously, whoever wrote
0: does, does not this did, did, did not watch it. Did not
1: watch it. But it's okay. It's okay. We should write them and be like, hey, <laughs> we
0: this, we know you didn't watch it because of this, but uh, you should definitely watch you it. You should watch
1: it. Oh, look. A number of public figures opened yeah. up recently um, about medicine, Elon Musk, Elon Musk Will Smith, Smith, Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang, who advocated for the veteran psychedelic use. OK, the North
0: political State. guy, right?
1: Yeah. He ran for president. Yes.
0: He wanted now to I give know. everybody I thought it was a new well. guy on Saturday Night Live. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy is also, what is this guy doing talking about psychedelic OK, gotcha. Yes.
1: Studies roll out every day touting the potential of psychedelic assisted therapies, inc- including <laughs> psilocybin, ketamine, MDMA, and more. A number of investigations are looking at how psychedelics can help to reset negative patterns in the brain, such as addiction or depression. So, oh, yeah, look at that. We used to is- do
0: this to, at concerts and festivals, and now suddenly all the doctors are like, oh, this is, oh, we can talk about it treat this and that with it meanwhile we've been fucking well, doing I this saw back on, in the day i saw on all of our raves on
1: teen mom oh teen mom one of the one of the the tyler kate's husband whatever teen mom OG, he's using ketamine treatments to treat his bipolar
0: oh i don't you know i'm very ignorant i do not really know what ketamine is i'm not really sure uh too- it's
1: like the street term for it is like special K. Okay. When people used to do special K, but it's used for um, what's it called? When you go under, not like, but it's like going under, but not going under. It's called anesthet- oh, anesthetic Anesthesia. Yeah. yeah. So they put my son had to take it for when he broke his arm. Oh. Oh my god, I cried so much that night. It was so crazy to see my kid like that, like
0: yeah,
1: far gone on something, oh, you know. Man. But they had to do it so that he didn't. He, could set his he bone didn't rate, know what not, he was doing. Yeah, yeah. He had to reset his bone. Yeah. Um, but it's short. It's a short, like you, you administer. It's for a short period of time. It uh-huh. passes pretty quickly. And I guess there's some kind of treatment that they do for depression and by like huh. and stuff like that, where they give you a dose of that and they have you like meditate and do some, certain things and you have to journal what you saw. And oh my god, it's really interesting. I would like to see more about that. And I feel like this kind of event would be like where you would yeah. go to really hear about I don't know those kind it seems treatments. fair
0: it seem, uh, to be honest it seems a little overwhelming i don't know if i'd be able you to you have like to be a doctor off. or scientist i to feel like it's yeah i, I would want to maybe check out a couple of things a little with, on a uh, little smaller scale Riley and miabi
1: can you can you just go
0: with us? oh my god i'd love to j- i could sit there and listen to them forever <laughs> i know yeah oh wait we're going to get them on the show back right yes they're oh, going to be on hell again yeah. this season hell later on yeah. this season yeah, so uh, thanks so much for uh, uh, listening to us so far. We uh, had a really cool conversation with Chris Sunshine from Sunshine Cannabis. He is a uh, local, homegrown, our age. Because as soon as he started talking about the timeline of weed, I was like, "Oh, this dude is our age." Because I remember weed that like that too. Yeah, <laughs> and turns out he's born and raised here, just like us, and he's as old as us, and he's, <laughs> you know.
1: Homegrown, Florida
0: homegrown. Uh, Florida homegrown, yeah. Who advocates for homegrown. Who advocates for homegrown, and we'll get into it a little bit with him and give you uh, the information so you can help us in that fight uh, to get illegal. Free the plants. Free the plants. Here's our interview with Chris Sunshine. So how did you you start in the kind of like, well, okay, what was the first time you smoked weed? When was the first time you... If you want to, if when you when did wanna, your relationship yeah, start exactly. for real cannabis? <laughs> okay,
2: you know, it's, a funny, it's a funny story. Um, I didn't really get high the first time that, that I, and I wouldn't even say that I actually smoked weed, but I was out. Um, I li- I grew up like on a canal it was kind of like swamps and woods and stuff like down here in South Florida. And it was um, in between like Lake, Lake Ida, I don't know if you know where Lake Ida is in Delray and mm-hmm. then Lake Osborne is in, like, like hyperluxo Lake Worth right area. So I grew up kind of in the middle of those two on like one of the big main canals next to a big park. And um, back behind the park were like all these swamps and like woods and trails. It was just all wild, you know, it's just like wild, like Florida. And, um, you know, no one ever went back there. And I had a, fa- had a family member, um, actually who I called my brother, you know, that my parents helped raise. Um, there was a relative of mine and, you know, he lost his parents when he was young and my mom and dad raised him called him my brother, you know, my brother, John. And um, he used to grow like way back in the day. I mean, I'm talking, this was like the eighties, you know, this was the eighties. And um, I was just a little kid, you know? So I was probably like, I don't know, maybe 13. I would say I was probably around like 13. And I found this old book out in the shed and I opened it and I was like looking through it. And there was this big sativa leaf. You know, and at the time, I'd never seen a pot leaf. You know, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I knew what it was, right? I mean, I knew what it was, but I'd never really seen one. Right. Like In real life, life right? yeah. <laughs> you have
0: seen drawings right, right. and cartoon kind of, yeah.
2: Right. And, and at the time, I didn't know, like, like, hey, this is like a pure sativa leaf. I mean, thinking back now, like, I, you know, it's one of those memories, like, it's like, burned into my consciousness you know i like i'll never forget but it was this really long skinny like psychedelic sativa leaf with all these fronds i think it was like nine or eleven fronds but it was you know it was big and it was old school i mean it looked like an old like colombian or something you know was it was very very like much like a pure sativa and um he used to grow plants across the canal back in like in the swamps and there was like, like these little trails from the canal, There was alligators nested back there and stuff. There was water moccasins and everything. I mean, it was, it was pretty wild back there. And, um, yeah, so I found that and unfortunately it was kind of crispy and it was dried out and I broke it. And then I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey, let me, let me burn this. <laughs> you know, let me burn this. See what it smells like. Right. Right. Cause now listen, I was a kid, right? Yeah. You're curious
0: about these things. You're like a little scientist. I,
2: I did not smoke weed, I, and and I didn't even start smoking weed after this, believe it or not. But but I but I burnt some right, and I smelled it, and I never smelled anything like that before, and it it gave me a little tingle, you know. It was like <laughs> I felt a little tingle, like, and it wasn't even like the, I, you know, I'm sure there was no THC in it, you know, but there was terpenes, I'm sure. But like, what so but
0: it wasn't was it, did you feel like you were kind of doing something you shouldn't do, and maybe that was kind of a part of the experience? Is exactly. kind of like.
2: It was very taboo. It was, it was very, very taboo. And it was like, you know, and then like I was out on my porch, you know, and, and my mom was at work and um, I remember the porch, you know, I was like, you know, I could smell it. Cause I, you know, I never smoked cigarettes. I never, I really still to this day. I mean, like I've never smoked a cigarette. I've really never even been into like into the drugs, you know, so to speak. I just, I, you know, I always looked at cannabis as, as, you know, it's like, it's a plant. So, so my very, very, very first exposure to cannabis was in the form of like this leaf. Right. Yeah. And that was the first time, like ever touched pot, you know, it was, it was to me, it was just pot back. It was like a pot leaf. And, um, yeah, and I, I was like, man, am I high? I'm like, I don't know. Am I high? You know? And I was, I was like, a little kid. I was a kid. You don't know, you know, you don't know. You think you know, cause I remember being in school and, and, you know, we had like the dare. You remember that? Yes, down here of was course. From Florida, but but it was dare, dare was big down here, you know, and, and it was just like these pictures of leaves, right. It was always like the picture of like the leaf, with like the big red thing and like, kind of, like <laughs> no. Silver. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, Oh, well that's what they do. Like they take the leaves and they like, they, like people do the leaves, you know? And, um, I didn't know. I was just a, you know, I was a really young kid and, um, yeah, that was my very first experience where like, I actually inhaled anything from the cannabis plant, touched it and I burned it, believe me. And I was like, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that with like a piece of hash or a bud, you light it, you know, and you just like, you know, I'd have a pipe or papers or yeah. nothing. So it was, it was a really, innocent, it was an innocent thing. It was, you know, I found this leaf and, and that was my first experience with, with cannabis and definitely did not get high. Definitely didn't even really smoke anything. It's just, I just burned it. I smelled it. I touched it. You know, yeah. and then that, that to
0: me, that like wow, I did
2: pop for the first time, you know. <laughs> but, but listen, I was a kid, you know, and, and um, I was always in trouble as a kid. I never wanted to go to school, right? I never wanted to do homework. I was always getting suspended, I was always getting it like, you know, written up, I was always the class clown, you know, and that was that was me not doing anything at all you know i mean and and growing up growing up in south florida i had a lot of friends that did a lot of things you know people Mm -hmm. were like people were smoking weed people were drinking people were out partying like i wasn't doing that as a kid but there was like young kids my age that were like clubbing in miami you know yeah Yeah. you know i was different um and then and that that kind of launched me into like an interest you know about the plant. i think because the first time i saw it was the leaf you know and it was a really really early innocent thing and um I think I eventually talked to um you know to uh, my brother John he's no longer with us he um we actually we lost him last year to cancer oh, but sorry. Sorry. he um he was cool you know he was cool and he was older than me and he was really into like rock and roll and music and play guitar and stuff you know and he definitely smoked he definitely smoked some weed but he was growing it <laughs> he was growing it yeah and later well later my first plants that I ever grew were across the canal were you know over in the woods and I had a little john boat right and I was I grew up fishing that was my thing I was like I was Mr. Bass Pro I was out there fishing nonstop. I mean still to this day like you find a puddle I'll catch a bass in it I mean that's just me like people know they're like oh you're not catching fish you know get crick call Chris he'll, he'll show you where the bass are. <laughs> I think it's because I grew up out there like I literally was I would literally was like one of those swamp kids you know mm-hmm. I wasn't I didn't grow up in like a big nice brand new house with clean AC vents and a brand new kitchen and everything fancy and like a perfect backyard with the white picket fence. I did not grow up in that. Like I grew up in a, in a middle-class neighborhood. We didn't have much money. My dad was a plumber. You know, my mom made like barely any money. She worked, um, in banking, you know, it was like a bank teller. And then later she worked, um, you know, um, at a nursing home, actually she was a bookkeeper, but you know, we didn't have a lot of money and I didn't have a lot of, of, um, You know, I didn't have a lot of um, stuff to do really other than than fishing, you know, that was that was my thing like I love fishing and I love being outside I love being out like in, in the sunshine and just like I had this little john boat as a little kid and then as I got older, you know, I was like, you know, 16. 17 I was like hey you know and I was like bought my first bag of pot and I found some seeds in it and I had this epiphany you know and I was like
1: I can I do use, something can with these something. seeds
2: <laughs> yeah. and and it and it and it blew my mind like that they left the seeds in it and I was like I was like man <laughs> ask for these like you know I was like I, they forgot them in here you know I didn't know <laughs> And I remember, like, I was, like, I was in the bathroom, you know, and I had, like, one of my first High Times magazines, and, like, my mom's like, knocking on the door, you know, she's like, Chris, what are you doing in there? Chris, open the door. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to the bathroom, leave me alone. She's like, you better not be doing pot in there. She's like, what's that smell, you know, and I'm, up, and I'm breaking up a bag of weed. And now still, I still didn't smoke weed. Like, I literally bought, I bought some weed because I just, I just was like, I don't know, I just had a fascination with weed. I was drawn to it, you know, I was drawn to it. And I was reading High Times and everything. And um the guy down the street had some really, really fire we like some green bud, like red hairs. I mean it was it was fire. It was like yeah, it goes back in it the was day, a creepy are you hold
0: on, whoa, wait, wait. wait. Well, are That's you
2: From eventually, believe it or not? It was uh, a surfer guy down the street, but it was the first time I saw Crippy and, like, and smoked it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like are you are you kind of around the same a- how old are you as a yeah, how old are you? Yeah, no, i'm 40 yeah okay, you are right see, so yeah back in the we're, day, being, we're
1: turning 40 we're, yeah we're turning
0: 40 year. yeah this coming year
2: i was born in 80 82 here yeah Yeah, <laughs> i'm a sagittarius
0: so so we so yeah back in the day when we first started smoking weed it was like hard gross. it was either it reggies right where reggies. is that
1: pressed weed with the with the seeds or you got the crippy, crippy and which is like the fluffy top good of the line right and it had no seeds crippy.
2: <laughs> right and the crippy was always wet and sticky and like i try to explain that to people i'm like they were selling it wet yeah. i'm like you know because they're creepy now they're like oh my god this room but this is just like what i used to get but it but it looks different it feels different i was like yeah because we're actually drying it you know yeah. we're dry- we could just not trim it and sell it wet and it would you could stick it to the, you could stick it to stuff just like you used to you know would stick to the bag and everything i mean when when weed is wet it sticks to everything yeah. you know when you get your fingers all like when it's properly dried and cured so that it doesn't you know mold when it's being stored because that's the thing if you put if you put damp weed in a bag or a jar and leave it it's going to get moldy Uh, definitely so i mean obviously any medical i mean it has to be properly dried care listen i would love i would love to cut down a whole batch of crippy and do (laughs) like a quick dry on it you know it's like a rough just kind of luckily and put it out like it used to be in the 90s you know like that florida fresh you know like that florida fresh sticky icky icky but you know, it's got to, it has to be under a certain acceptable moisture level. And, um, you know, obviously it's got to go off to the labs and everything. So, you know, there's a lot more oversight. And then obviously, you know, the, the crippy now is being grown in, in much better conditions, yes. you know, and, and more science. There's a lot more science, you know, and, and, and precision, environmental controls and nutrients, and CO2 levels, all these things we didn't have back then. What so, a yeah, difference. So I got this bag I got this bag of weed, right. And there was all these seeds in it. And I was just blown away. I was like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to take over the world. I've got, <laughs> I've got an endless supply now, you know? And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I was like, I'm going to grow. And I started some, and I started growing them on the backyard. And as I would, I would grow them on the backyard and we had this like above ground pool. Cause we can afford like in ground pool. And, um, my dad, I think it was like one Christmas, he surprised us and, you know, he showed up you know with this in his truck and we all put it together it took like a week to put it together this above ground pool and um there was like all these like little areas around the pool you know he put like this deck around it he built and
0: um i had one of those I was, too like, i know exactly where you're talking yeah about. I and one there of was those like two. there was like
2: little areas was, like little nooks you could put stuff and hide it like in the yard you we know had I mean? this big backyard it was just like a big canal back behind us and the only thing that went behind my house there was like there was the the um the trains like the train tracks was across was across the canal so really that's all i had to really worry about was like this train going by like there wasn't like helicopters and nosy neighbors um and now this was like this was like the mid 90s right so this was like i don't know 95 96 and i started growing um my first plants outdoors right and that's how i started and and my mom would would catch them would would find them and she would tear them she would pull them out and be like chris you can't grow by you to (laughs) get us a And, and, um, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we didn't have pot around us. Like, you know, like my brother, John smoked pot. Like I had an uncle who smoked like pot nonstop. And, um, yeah, you know, it was around, you know, so it wasn't, we weren't like, you know, I wasn't surrounded by like anti-weed people, but my mom was just like, you can't grow this. You know, she was right. I mean, she was right. I shouldn't have been, you know, I shouldn't have in hindsight. I mean, at, at that age, I shouldn't have been involved. I don't think with it at all. Personally, I just think, you know, I should have probably been, um, been focused on other things, you know? Well, but um... like, really
0: what people such as only because of the stigma, only because of the stigma, because like plant, it's a plant, it's a plant, it's a a plant.
2: But I mean, personally, like my personal belief, you know, and this is my personal belief, like, you know, and, and I feel what I feel and everyone's entitled to feel and do what they do. I, I, I really think that, you know, you should wait unless you have a medical like like a medical need for it as a, as a you know as a youth i really think it's better to wait like to like you're like 18 you know for i sure. agree 100% yeah. now as
1: a parent you know, i keep i a- feel that way but i started at 14 the first time i tried it and when i was 16 17, 17 18 i was a regular user like so right. and i would hope that my child waits until at least 20 you know 21 <laughs> We're
2: just at least- so they're an adult I mean yeah 18 years old you like feel like you know historically you know historically I've used cannabis to chill and like sleep right like I was never the guy that would like oh let's smoke some weed and go do fun stuff I would be like hey you know we would I mean obviously back in the 90s like we were smoking blunts and stuff you know and it was like we would smoke a blunt. Everyone would sit around and do nothing and listen to music and be lazy. And we were just like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. you know, we like didn't accomplish anything for the day. And like, I, you know, I, as I got into my old, into my later teens, you know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of issues growing up. Not so much. It, it wasn't really with weed. I just, I just didn't want to listen to anyone. I didn't want to follow the rules. I didn't want to go to school, you know, um, and all that, you know, it really had nothing to do with weed, but it was just my personality type. You know, like the things that I was learning in school, like I wasn't interested in, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of, you know, a lot of purpose and a lot of the things that they were trying to teach me, you know, and kind of, you know, I, I was bored, you know, I was really bored in school. So, you know, I took, I took a different path than a lot of um, people I grew up with. they had me in gifted programs as a kid you know i I had a really high iq i was smart you know they tried to explain that of course my mom's like oh he's just gifted you know he's he's really smart that's why he's getting in trouble in school and like no i mean the reality is was you know it was i just didn't want to be there you know i i wanted to do other stuff i wanted to be out fishing you know and i i I had a girlfriend i wanted to be you know i was like oh no i would rather (laughs) you know be with my girl or be driving i had i had a monte carlo when i was a teenager i think back then i think um we got our licenses we 15. Were yeah,
1: fifteen, yeah, fifteen. Like, 15th even. learner permit, right? And then sixteen oh, yeah. was licensed right? But at fifteen, you could already a, be driving.
2: I had a Monte Carlo with a system in it. You know, I had a white. I had a white eighty-four oh. Monte Carlo was my first car, and I had I had a big system in it. And me and my friends, I put bass and amplifiers <laughs> and everything. And I was I used to love driving around. That was like cruising around. I had my car. Once I had my car, right, and 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 I could just cruise like that was my thing. I would much rather so so I got um. You know, I, I got out of school early. I actually got my GED out of like ninth grade and um, we lost my dad, unfortunately, to cancer when I was um, when I was 16, like right kind of right before I, I got out of school early um, and we didn't have much money. You know, we really didn't have much money and, and my dad didn't make much money to, to begin with, but he didn't have um, any insurance because he was like self-employed. You know, as a plumber, he was like a private contractor and um, we lost our house. Like we lost mm-hmm. our house. My mom had to sell the house that I grew up in, in Boyne Beach. And um yeah, I, I got out of school early and I went and got a full-time job. Actually, I went and got a full-time job. And um I was like 17, you know, I was like 17 because um it was, you know, it was hard times. It was, it was really hard times. And that's when I kind of really got into growing, you know, that's when stuff like stopped being like, out back and across the canal, you know, and it, and it went indoors and it got serious. And I was like, Hey, you know, and I, and I met my business partner now, Bob, Bob sunshine. And I used to buy weed from him, to go over to his house, you know, and, and he had like, you know, like cute, like QP's and pounds of weed, you know, and triple beam balance scale in the kitchen. And he would let me pick out my own weed. You know, and I would go over there, buy it out. Nice. Like, it was, you know, it was mids. It was like, it was like mids that had seeds in it and stuff, but it was fire. You know, it was mm-hmm. better than what most people had, And, um, yeah, I was, I was flipping like little quarters and eighths of weed, you know, I was a teenager and it was like putting gas in my car and, and, and giving me money to buy Taco Bell and, you know, <laughs> to like pay my, I had I yeah, I didn't have a cell phone back then, but I had a pager, you know, I had a beaker, <laughs> pay my beaker, all, you know, I mean, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's how I started. And then, and then I really got into growing, you know, then um, I was over at Bob's house one day, was apartment. And I saw a, um, an electric cord going under one of the doors, you know, of course I, you know, I had, I dabbled already in growing and, um, you know, I read high times and everything. My mom used to, she was cool. She used to always want to, when we would go to the bookstore, she would let me buy high times, which I thought was great, you know, as a kid. And, um, I always felt like I was doing something wrong. You know, <laughs> high times. I'd be reading, I'd be reading, I'd be like, look around. You know, like, cops going to give me? Like, it felt so, so, taboo, you know, it felt so illegal. So, so I illicit. loved it because, you know, I'm such a I'm, I'm just i'm a free spirit you know there's a if there's a rule i want to break it but um yeah so bob so bob had this electrical cord running under the door and um i was over there you know and just just i smelled weed in the house and you know i, I knew he normally didn't have that there and i hadn't been there in a while and you know he was being kind of secret with me and, and not having people over and i just you know i put two and two together and i was like i was like man what's under that door man i was like what do you got going on in there you know, I was like, well, I was like, I was like, you growing in there? And he's like, no, no, no. He's oh. like, I got an aquarium or something. <laughs> I'm like, aquarium. I'm like, I'm like oh. I was like, bro, don't. I was like, don't bullshit me, man. I was like, I know you're growing some weed in there. And he's <laughs> like, all right. He's like, but you can't tell anyone. He's like, you know, and the rule is the rule is if if you tell one person, they're gonna tell at least one other person. Mm-hmm. And that person's gonna tell at least one other person. Yeah. So, you know, kind of that golden rule of growing is like, don't tell anybody because (laughs) once you tell one person like now they they own you you know they own you because they got that over you you know no matter what and you never know who's who and what's gonna happen and who's gonna you know and and I had some close calls growing up I mean you know once I got later in my 20s and I was growing and you know doing stuff with breeding and genetics I mean I I definitely had one or two you know um, pissed off girlfriends you know that I broke up with after Trying, trying everything, you know, trying everything to make it work, and we broke up for whatever reason, went our separate ways, and it was, it was the text and the calls. Like, I'm going to call the cops, I'm going to turn you in, and I was like, Oh, baby, please don't. I love you. Don't. Why would you? You promised me you would never do that. You know. I mean, there were some close calls. There was some very, very like I escaped by like the the hair in my chin. Sure. <laughs> so um, yes. Yeah, so Bob Bob opened the door, showed me, and I had never, you know, I never saw anything like this in my life. And how many he, plants? Know, he had the whole. thing. He had a whole bunch of plants. They were little, right? They were they were little. They were like in little, little rock wool cubes, and they were on a um, they were like on this flood and drain table, like like ebb and flow, and um, it was you know elevated up off the floor. And he had he had um, I think he had, I think he just had one one thousand watt high pressure sodium lamp with like the big you know the old school hoods, like this big like parabolic reflector over the table. Oh my and It goodness. was hot. It was really hot in the room. In his
1: house, like
2: we. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. In his upstairs apartment over here in Boynton beach. And I I drive past it sometimes. Sometimes we go past his old, his old spot and I'm like, man, that's where it all started. So (laughs) yeah. He's like, I met this guy, you know, named. And he's like, he's like, you know, he, he brought me some clones. and got me started. And you know, he was like, you know, just, this is like, I'm just getting started, you know, and I never really done this before. And like, Bob wasn't really experienced, but he just kind of, you know, he had a, he had a green thumb. And, and I was really more into growing than Bob was, you know, because I read a lot of high times and I'd already kind of dabbled and done my thing. And, you know, if you can grow plants successfully outdoors, which I did, you know, like literally back in the swamps, you know, yeah. you can, you can grow anything. You know? I and mean, Florida climate is isn't easy.
1: the best for it, is it? Like, is it right. too no, wet? No, Not at all.
2: You got bugs attack. Yeah. You got, you got storms. you got animals. Now iguanas, I mean, try growing outdoors anywhere in South Florida where there's iguana, they find your plants. Like, it doesn't matter if you put a cage around them. They're going to get in there. They'll dig under just to eat your plants. Like I know people who try to grow outdoors and they can't even out in the woods and stuff. Now in the swamps, the, the iguanas, they swim, they'll swim across the canal to go, they smell the plants and eat them. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, so Bob was growing and then that kicked off, um, a big chain of events because, because I, um, you know i was like yo let's get us let's get a spot man let's rent out a bigger place you know like let's let's grow let's be yeah uh-huh.
0: that, business all, you're like let's do it
2: where, that's where it really started and we started growing and um you know this was a long time ago and this was in the 90s still you know this was like this was like the late 90s and that's when i started and then i started ordering seeds from um from overseas you know and um yeah. And I would order seeds from seed banks and like, nobody had like the name varieties back then. Like, you know, when yeah. I was popping up with like the blueberry and the lights around here, you know, and I was like a pump, no one had that. And people were like, they're like, they're, like, you know, and back then nobody knew. And people just really didn't know like what they know now, like, you know, now, I mean, there's so much awareness over terpenes and, you know, aromatic aromatic compounds and different genetics. I mean, you talk to a grandma on Publix and you say, you know, Skunk or haze, and she's like, Oh, yeah, that's some good marijuana. You know, yeah. it's like and legalization has
1: done that, it's expanded it's,
2: it. Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of education and awareness. But I mean, back back then, like I was popping up with these strains that nobody had, right? And and a lot of people didn't have the access because they didn't have the genetics. But but early on, I started ordering seeds from sea banks. And um, you know, I just I took the risk. It was really risky back then. Like they were seizing seeds in the mail. And, and you, you know, they would, they would get a a search warrant on your house back then. You know, if you, if you were ordering seeds and they found seeds coming in, they would literally raid your house. I mean, now seeds are nothing. Like seeds are like seeds are everywhere. It ain't nothing. You can buy seeds on the internet. You can go to these cannabis events. People got seeds at tables. Like it's nothing, you know, it ain't no big deal now. And then you go all over Instagram, people are selling seeds and clones. And, you know, the plan has definitely um, has spread, you know seeds um and genetics are, are more readily available than, than ever before but you know back then there was only there was you know only a few places that you could really get things from
0: let me ask you this because I, like, I feel like people I feel like th- when it comes to home grow I feel like you know government is kind of hesitant on that because they don't understand that growing is not as easy as people some people think what no it's not. When it comes to, you know, it's, some people are just naturally good at you uh, at it, obviously like you. But what is like a couple of key things that you would say with your expertise that is key to 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 growing? Like what are the key things because are are there even I mean I know that's this is so complex.
2: No, that's a great question. Listen, the answer like 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 the magic answer is to keep it simple, right? Is the kiss. You heard of the kiss rule, right? Like keep it simple stupid. It is just don't complicate it, right? So we're a lot like plants, right? So what do we need? We need air, right? We need food. We need light, right? We we need we just need we have these basic needs, right? So you think about what a plant needs. It needs soil, it needs some kind of medium, right? It cocoa, like I, I, I would highly recommend if you're gonna grow, right, legally. No question.
0: We have we Go. have listeners, I'm sorry, for the record. We have listeners I mean, a lot of them all over there, but we do have
2: that are in state. Yeah, 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 to grow. Listen, if, if you're going to grow legally, you know, like I said, if you're going grow, to grow legally, um, you know, we want everyone to keep it legal. I don't want nobody out there getting in trouble. You know, I don't want anyone listening to me and then, you know, popping all those seeds they got, you know, in the drawer for a rainy day, finding them seeds on the Internet. The you there. just told everybody. <laughs> you got to be careful. No, listen, it's uh, you still growing, do. growing yeah. it. People are getting their doors kicked down still in Florida, especially, you know, you you can really get a lot of trouble. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big risk, you know, Um, I would say if you're going to do it, um, you know, definitely it needs to be indoors, Um, you know, indoors. I mean, the success rates exponentially higher than outdoors, especially in a a subtropical and tropical climate like Florida. And I would say that um, you want to keep it really simple, you know, you want to go with soil, um, I would amend personally, if it was me, I would amend the soil with like, you know, at least like 50% like coconut core, you know, cocoa fiber, it's because it retains a lot of moisture. Um, you know, and it, it's a medium that is, is just really, really beneficial plant roots and, and cannabis excels, you know, thrives in it. You can keep the media wet, you know, with, with, with cocoa and, um, a lot of people they'll make the mistake, you know, cause they want to do so much for their plants. Like every day they want to look at it and touch it and poke at it and pour stuff on it. You know, and they overwater, now the number, listen, so the number one mistake, and, and, and I think issue that, that people face um, with home grow is that they overwater their plants. You know, when they're afraid of them drying out because they're like, oh, they see it kind of start to wilt. You know, they don't understand that you want a natural, like a dry and a wet cycle, you know, to kind of harden off the plants and allow the roots to fully form and everything. You know, kind of mimic like what the plant would experience in nature you know you don't want to keep it soaking wet because then what happens is you know you, you you end up with these anaerobic conditions and the roots don't get oxygen and all these different issues start to happen the plants start to yellow you know and get nutrient deficiencies because they can't uptake you know the nutrients because of the overwatering. so with cocoa fiber a lot of those issues cease to exist because you can keep the media wet because the cocoa fiber retains so much oxygen and it allows the roots that are, they're permeated throughout it, you know, and they really it's love green, the cocoa yeah. fiber. Um, it, it allows their, um, there to be, you know, um, an ample amount of oxygen, even when the media is totally saturated. So even if people are, are keeping the media wet and they're watering their plant, like every day, um, they'll still most likely be able to have a successful harvest and healthy plants. You know, a lot of people just grow in straight cocoa, I mean, I used to buy like the, um, like Fox farm ocean forest was one of my favorite ones. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the different soils or like there's, um, there's one called happy for all, you know, they're pre mixes. I mean, obviously you can get fancy. You can, you can mix your own stuff, you know, and use individual. Right. Meals. But that would be like I for when
0: do- somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, obviously if you're just starting out, like you said, sometimes you get a little overzealous and start watering it. But yeah, like you said, keep it basic. Once I think you've, Mastered that, then you might want to start figuring out how you can yield more, maybe.
2: So a lot of people grow, you know, and everyone says tomatoes, you know, a lot of people grow tomatoes or peppers. If you can grow tomatoes or peppers successfully, you can absolutely positively grow cannabis successfully and it can be healthy and it can be wonderful. The cannabis plant is no harder to grow than any other plant. In fact, I think it's easier to grow than most plants because remember this plant doesn't need you it doesn't need me right this plant was here long before us it knows what to do right we have to just not mess it up so my advice is keep it simple right keep it simple so water water and ph are are key like that's that's i would say like at the center of everything right the plant has to be able to take up nutrients if the ph is too acidic or too alkaline then you're gonna you're gonna have conditions where there's deficiencies and and there's gonna be uptake issues, right? Um, just like if your pH was off in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Y- you get issues. Um, a lot of people who who actually suffer from um, inflammatory conditions, cancers, you know, they'll have a very acidic pH in their body, you know. And, and you know, I'm sure you've read and, and seen a lot of stuff it about you know, alkaline diets, alkaline water. But you know, for a, for a plant, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. It 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 likes this. It likes the soil. And again, it depends upon the media. You know, if you're if you're growing hydroponically, if you're growing in rockwool cubes, you're growing even in cocoa, you know, cocoa core, um, which is the coconut fiber shredded, you know, that's really absorbent. You want it to be slightly more acidic, you know, whereas in soil, it can be slightly more alkaline, but generally needs to be in the middle, you know, it needs to just, it needs to be, um, you know, not too acidic, not too alkaline, just somewhere in the middle. You know, I would say anywhere between like, you know, between like six and seven, Right, just as a very like wide, broad range. Like if you're in between six and seven, like on the pH scale, a- and and most people are like, Well, how do I know that? Like, what the hell? Like, how do I test it? Right. And it's as simple as just getting the little bottle strips. with the little drops, uh-huh. right? The little drops, and on the side of the bottle, it's got the little, yeah, you know, the little color scale. Yeah. And, the test and you need to buy p need to buy pH up and pH down. And and this is like such simple, basic stuff. And most people will be like, oh, you know, I don't know where to get that. And they won't, they won't bother. Right. They won't bother. And I, and I speak from experience when I first started, I'm like, they'll have everything else. Right. Right. They'll have, they'll have good lights. They'll have good genetics. They'll have everything they need. Right. They'll have like, you know, AC, you know, all, all the stuff in check, but they won't pay attention to the pH, right. Of the other of soil or of the media. And, you know, obviously. Um, this is widely available information you know that that you can find online you can can google now i mean we got youtube right you got you got experts out there that make these multi-hour long series on how to do things but but ph is crucial and um and clean water you know when when i first started growing i would literally go to publix and buy jugs of water and and i would caution people like don't use don't use um tap water water." no and, and definitely not tap water um I would use spring water. I've always been a big fan of spring water, right? Because spring water is like, it's living water. It's got minerals in it and it's gonna be slightly alkaline usually. If you don't have pH down, right? Which is usually like like an, like an acid um, to bring the pH down. You can just use, use lemon juice. Like for many years, like when I was growing organically, you know, and I, I would obviously try to make everything like all natural and organic whenever I could. And um, which is pretty much all the time. I would use lemon juice and I would just, you know, put like one of those like little bags on the lemons, you know, like the little yellow, little stretchy little things and cut the lemon in half. You know, I'll put like maybe quarter teaspoon, half a teaspoon in a gallon of water, test the pH. And, um, and it would be perfect, you know, and, and your pH is going to drift, you know, especially in soil um, as the plant uses up certain nutrients, you know, and, and different nutrients are broken down, you know, the, the, the pH of the, um, of the soil will, will vary, you know, will change. And um, that's normal. You know, it's natural to have some drift in, in the soil. But I would just say that if if you focus in on your pH and on clean water, right, then then that's like that's like ninety percent of it right there, right? Because as long as the plant's getting light, because you gotta have a light source, mm-hmm. as as long as the plant's getting ample light, and you know, you're not you're not um, exposing it to really harsh, you know, adverse conditions. It's not a room that's a hundred degrees you know, and it's not like freezing, like outside in the snow. I mean, the cannabis plant is going to grow. It may not grow, you know, in an, Optimally, in an optimal state, yeah. right? It may, it may not vegetate and flower, like to its fullest genetic like capability and potential, but you can grow a healthy, successful plant. And then a lot of people out there who've never grown before, they don't, they don't understand that the plant doesn't just grow and, and, and grow, you know, buds, like we, like we see them in a bag, you know? And of course, when I was, I was really young, you know, you don't know, you know, and you're like, right. Oh, when is it going to buds? Right. Yeah. When is it going to be? And I hear this people, people still ask us. So like, when does it grow buds? Well, I mean, it doesn't really grow buds. It The plant flowers in an attempt to reproduce, right. So it grows these flowers and, and the female plant grows the, you know, what, what we know as, as buds, right. And flower. And, and the male flowers occur, um, you know, separately, obviously on separate plants and, um, The plant is photoperiod dependent, you know, so it's, it's going to start flowering, you initiate flowering by having the plant in 12 hours of darkness and 12 hours of light. Right. And then that allows this, this, this buildup of a, of a flowering hormone that, um, causes the plant to initiate flowering, to initiate reproductive growth. And, and you can't interrupt that light cycle because if you interrupt that light cycle, Right. And, and so you flick the lights on to look at them or there's, you know, light pollution, you know, from some other ambient lighting or something, you know, then then you can mess up the flowering cycle. But, you know, you, your plants take, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks to, to flower, to grow, to grow actual cannabis before it can be harvested and then dried and cured and, and actually. Used. Yeah, but it's
0: like it, it it really is a pro. it's a real detailed process because then you have to then you can't when it buds, you can't just cut it and smoke it. You have to
2: yeah. I mean, you can, you can use it to make edibles. You can use it for extraction, right. For oil. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that people do with cannabis other than smoke it. I mean, you know, I, I recommend vaporizing and I really do. I really, I highly recommend. It the flour the or do you
1: mean like the oil?
2: Whole flour. I mean, if, if, you know, look, I, I, I burn flour, right. I, I can bust, I smoke flour here and there. I don't smoke a lot of flour. I don't really have a high tolerance. You know, I'm, I'm more of a connoisseur. I'm, I'm definitely more of a grower than I am, um, you know, a hardcore smoker. I mean, I don't smoke weed all day. Like I have friends and people around me that smoke weed from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed and they wake up in the middle of the night and smoke weed. I, I can't do it. It's just not, it doesn't work for me. I've never, I've never done that. You know, for me, it's it's really, it's really medicinal for me. And, and it helps with um, relaxation and sleep, you know? And and I'll hit, you know, like an indica, like our northern lights or or you know, or like our crippy mm-hmm. you No, know, I'll hit a bowl, hit it, hit a couple times, once or twice, sometimes three times, you know, get, get a couple good hits at night, you know, and chill out, relax, you know, turn the ringer off on the phone, turn the lights off and, and,
0: and yeah, turn the phone, bed, off. you know, finally
2: get to sleep, right? And um, you know, that's that's kind of how I use cannabis personally, you know, I use it, I use it to kind of wind down and chill out, you know. Because you know, in some situations, less is more. You know, but believe me, I've been I've been front row at the concert, VIP with the weed I grew at home, right back in the day, and 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 smoking big fat spliffs and passing them around everyone. You know, and getting stoned at the shows. I mean, yeah, believe me, I did that. It's a, for a very celebration. Long time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's
2: a celebration. Well, yeah, how did
1: know? how did sunshine cannabis come to be? How did you go from? growing at home and in the swamp and those roots that you have to breaking into the Florida MMJ, you know, legal production, like big breaking into the cannabis industry.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we definitely didn't break into it. I mean, we <laughs> grew into it. It was, it was, it's a perilous journey. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. people that love me out there. They run up and hug me that I've never met before. that tell me I saved their life. You know, your products have saved my life. You know, you, I don't know what I would have done without your products. And I got people out there that I've never met that I, that don't know me from, from Joe Schmo on the street. And they hate me. They hate us. They're like, yeah, you sell out, you know, you this, that, and then curse you this. And, you know, you did this and you did. I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I've been, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, like before we became legal and, and started doing stuff with True Leave, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, there's some misunderstandings out there, um, for sure, about about our position and everything and like what we have and and what we do and what we can't do. You know, I don't have a license, right. So, you know, I couldn't get a license just just like everyone else, right. And in reality is, you know, seeing seeing the the seeing the cost, right, and the scale, and, and how how difficult it is to run a vertically integrated cannabis company like i mean you literally have to have a huge grow facility you have to have a like a lab and processing facility you have to have retail facilities you know you have to have like hr and marketing Packaging. and there's there's all it's a huge huge i mean enormous you know to to be at the scale and 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 to obviously serve the customers and give the access right like the first thing we talked about access to, to give the access to the people that people deserve, right? Which is like everyone in Florida, right? I mean, because you don't want to sell something and just have like one little shop down south and then everyone else in Florida can't get it, right? Because they can't drive down there. and You can't send it to the mail. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't really be fair. So, you know, it's a huge undertaking at scale. Um, you know, I think we're really blessed. We're really, really blessed that, that the stars aligned and that, you know, all the little twists and turns and everything that ever happened and, and all all the failures and all the successes, everything in my life that that I, you know, many which were, which were really, really hard fought battles. You know, I mean, I'm lucky to be here. Believe me, I'm really lucky to be here. I've I've had some major setbacks in life and um, you know, a lot of loss and um and and heartbreak, you know, and and tears of joy and laughter and success. I mean it's it's been a roller coaster. Believe me, it's been a roller coaster, I'm but sure. I always knew that this was what I wanted to do. You know, I always knew I all oh, this was ever since I first held that leaf, you know, I, it was like I was drawn to this plant and I knew that it was it was what I wanted to do because I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. That was my dream. And, you know, you always ask the little kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like a doctor, you know, I want to save people, I want to save lives. And And cannabis has allowed me to do that. And we have absolutely saved thousands of people's lives without question. I mean, I have testimonials and stories that people send me like it's almost every day now. And, you know, they're like, oh, I used your, you know, your Afghan moon or your sunshine haze to get off benzos and, and, you know, uh, to prevent seizures. And I stopped drinking, you know, I was an alcoholic for 20 years and I switched a pot, you know, and I could finally get my medical marijuana card in Florida. And I never used it before because it was illegal and I didn't want to go to jail and lose my job and I could drink alcohol legally, you know, and people send me their whole life story and they're like, I used your product and it saved me. They're like, and it's what I rely on. And it's what I use to go to bed at night and, and to get to sleep instead of taking sleeping pills, you know, and, and dangerous, harmful, potentially addictive pharmaceuticals. Um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of veterans that use our products. A lot of people with PTSD, a lot of people who got off benzo um, benzodiazepines, which are extremely, extremely dangerous um, and very addictive and very hard um, to withdraw from and um you know one of the products a lot of people have have used successfully is our is our sunshine kush which is a, um, a ratio product it's okay. got a little bit of cb in it um you know it's an eight to one and it's got you know kush profiles obviously it's a vaporizer but also our um our our indica everybody's heard of and I'm, you know most people have tried the afghan moon
1: that's my you know, favorite out of the vape pens
2: it, it's nothing else is like it. I mean, and, and we have people that move here from other states and they're like, listen, they're like, I, and I read the reviews online, trust me. Like I Google it and I go read the reviews and people are like, I smoked everything from every company. I lived in Colorado. I lived in California, the Afghan moon, Indica vape. Like that's, nothing's ever been like that. You know, nothing's ever worked for me like that. And, and I think that, um, you know, for me, it's like, if something doesn't work, like, I don't care if it has some fancy, cool, you know, dessert name. Like, that's the new thing. Like, everyone's got the, the peach, apple, cobbler, pineapple, triple, sideways, sidewinder, moose on top Absolutely. with a cherry, marish, No surprise. You know, there's all these crazy strains. And it's like, yeah, but what's the medicinal value, right? Like, let me, I want to see the terpene profile. Like, what about the flavonoids in it? You know, and I mean, I go really deep into our strains and, and our selection process definitely varies. Um, you know, depending upon what, what we're looking for. And, um, a lot of our strains really target individual monoterpenes that, um, you know, are, are very medicinally beneficial, you know, and, and that's why, you know, we, we came out initially in and on all our packaging, it said sunshine is the best medicine and it's true. Right. And love us or hate us. Like I, I've, I've yet to see someone out there be like sunshine doesn't have the most medicinal strains because we do, we really do like whether it be our vapes flower you know we truly have focused on on real medicine and and terpene profiles that really benefit patients that have real needs right cuz not everyone just wants to get high mm-hmm. trust me i understand there's a lot of people that just want to get stoned and that's totally 100% fine with me because i believe you should be able to use cannabis for whatever the hell you want to use it for right if you want to stand on your head and mm-hmm. smoke weed because you're an american and you're an adult then more power to you, you know, and please tag us in the video on Instagram. But, um, if, if you, you know, if you have a, a condition, you know, if you have, if you have MS, you know, multiple sclerosis, or you have epilepsy, right. Or you have severe migraines or you have cancer, right. I want to be able to provide strains and terpene profiles, right. And, and flour. Cause we sell more whole flour now than anything. You know, I want to be able to provide strains that really will benefit you and will really work. And if you buy an indica from us, I want it to to work like an indica. You know, I don't want it to just have a cool, fancy name and we put it out there because it's got the highest THC. That's not how we roll. Mm -hmm. That's not sunshine cannabis. If you've ever tried our stuff, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like our hybrids, like our blue sunshine, for instance, like it's like the perfect hybrid. And if you look at the, if you look at the terpenes, it's got all the major terpenes, just like a good hybrid should have. And it doesn't like wake you up and you're not like wide awake and like, you know, it's not all zippy and paranoid and it's not like it won't knock you out and put you to sleep. It does what a good hybrid should do, right? Which is kind of be like the middle of the road. And, um, and it's very medicinal, you know, it's very medicinal. It's, it's definitely got some, um, some uplifting qualities to it, but it's still effective for like pain and inflammation and appetite, you know, and like our indicas, our indicas are really, really medicinal and soothing calming you know they're good for anxiety and pain and sleep like our northern lights the northern lights i mean that that strain are the pheno i mean it's a one in a million pheno that i found and that was very old seed stock that was actually that was some of the that seed stock was from from the very first strains that i ever ordered from overseas from the sensei seed bank it was northern lights number five and believe me it's changed a lot over the years now what they're selling is northern lights but i found my best plants and and i didn't separate them at the time time and and it made more seeds and i saved the f2s right and uh, well i guess it would have been an inbred line because northern lights is you know very very old line but um that's where that that's where that plant eventually i knew it those were old
1: when you guys released that strain i was like it took me back to the 90s when i first started smoking cannabis because i remember one of the first ever like named named um strains i was ever to get was northern lights Other than that, we never, we never knew what they, what it was, but like, there was like, oh, we got this stuff that's called Northern Lights, you know, check it out. And it was really good stuff. And I really enjoy you guys' Northern Lights. It like took me back.
2: (laughs) I love it. Oh, it is. It's, listen, it's old school. And, you know, the, those, a lot of our strains, I mean, a lot of the, the plants, I mean, there's a lot of history, obviously, you know, we didn't create it. Right. But we're growing it and we have it. And and nobody really created this stuff, right? And 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy out there about like, oh well, you know, you didn't create this and you didn't make this, and it's like, no, and neither did you, and right. neither did the guy before you, yeah. and neither did neither did the neither did the you know, the guy that was living on the side of a mountain in Afghanistan, right, where the seeds came from. He didn't make it either. Guess where it came from?
1: On well, the earth.
2: Where did it come from? The creator from mother earth from the universe yeah. right so it's nobody's right it's it ain't it ain't mine it isn't yours it isn't true leaves it isn't sunshine cannabis it isn't the guy that's pissed off because he says i'm the original breeder and I. it's made crazy it.
0: though but a lot of these people who talk all this shit earth. they don't they're not in it they don't it's, do a lot a of plant. shit talkers to everybody yeah, a lot of shit talkers aren't doing anything.
2: Well, They're watching. They're, you know, they're 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 watching. But I that's mean. all they do. They watch
0: and they talk. That's all they do. They don't do anything else.
2: <laughs> that's okay because okay, you know everyone has a role. Everyone's got to play their role. So you know my role is is I'm 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 not new to this. You know, like like I just recently I started saying this. I'm like I'm not new to this. I'm like I'm true to this. I've been doing this for a long long time. And if you run into people that knew me when I was when I was a little kid. Right. What I mean, I was a teenager, but right. to me now, you know, at forty, I feel like I was a kid. Yeah, right. I was I was a jit. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like oh, that was, the was term. a term. You know, and, and I had the weed, I had the killer, you know. So I mean, I've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, this is what I do. This is what I do best. And and I'm very, very mindful of of like I said, the medicinal value. I mean, I've learned a lot over the years. You know, you you really have to 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 do something well, you have to do it a lot. And you have to make mistakes. You have to and listen learned. to other people.
0: For sure. But look but I but I definitely we're not pioneering it, but we kind of are in the sense that like you bust you you got you almost got in trouble a million millions of times to be able to get here. So a lot of people oh, in the industry who have
2: There's a
0: lot of Yeah, yeah so there's lot. a lot of people in the industry who have been risking their you know freedom to try to, to learn more and do more with the plant and get it into more hands, like you said. And then, you know, there's the, the critics who will say like, oh, well, you didn't invent the stuff. But like, yeah, everything is kind of like, everything's a remix now and it's just your spin on it. And so it, it, what would you say to people who are trying to get into the cannabis industry? Because some people would say like, yeah, it's, it's super saturated, but like it, you could still be successful and
1: in the Florida, cannabis in Florida, it's industry. really hard because of the vertical integration.
2: Yeah, Florida, and that goes back to our thing with the licensing deal. I mean, no, nothing is stopping anybody from starting a brand, right? And doing exactly what I've done. Now, I don't think you'll ever I don't think anyone will ever do what we did, right? I mean, there's there there's only one Sunshine Cannabis. It was just it was like a tiny little, you know, like opportunity in history that just presented itself. The
0: universe like aligns for you.
2: I mean really did align. And, and, and I had a couple really rough years before it did. And it was almost like, I feel like, I feel like God, like, I, I believe in God, you know, I feel like God was like, was like testing me. I really do. I feel like God was testing me. And I always have been a good, I'm a good human. Like I can confidently say that I sleep good at night. I do good in life. Like I help people. Like I've never really wronged anybody. You know, I don't owe anybody any money you know, I don't rip nobody off. I don't hurt nobody. I'm, I'm a good person. Like I go out, of, I go out of my way to do things and help people. Cause that's who I am inside. And I feel like all, all the rough patches that I went through and all the tough breaks in life feel like, you know, like, like things just finally aligned and they made sense. And everything that I had done up until that point, it was like, I was getting ready for this, you know? And it was like, like my mind, my body, my experience, just everything, because it's a lot of stress. Like this is this is a very stressful industry. It's a stressful business, you know. You because there's politics. There's a lot of politics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. A lot of
0: red tape. A lot of stuff. There's there's hoops a you have to go through. There's
2: A lot of you got to deal with. You got to deal with haters, right? You got to learn how to manage mm-hmm. haters, right? Now I embrace haters. Listen, I love. Shout out to my haters. Like I love- <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're listening. Keep our name at the top of the conversation. <laughs> Keep saying but you keep, keep posting it. But you know what? It. it benefits you. No,
0: but at the t- at the end of the day, if you got haters, that means you made it. That means you're doing good. Anytime we get <laughs> some hate, I'm like, oh, all right, we deserve it. Like, I mean, <laughs> we, we're doing good for ourselves now.
2: I never had haters growing up. We didn't, we didn't do that. I mean, as you know, down in South Florida, like, you don't do that, you know? It's just, that's that's not how it is down here. Like, you got an issue with somebody, you know, you just, you like, you address it heads up, you know? And it's like, you got to squash it, you know? You don't want beef. You don't want that lingering. And you know, now like there's people out there that just don't, you know, they don't like, they don't like us for whatever reason, because we got a deal and we made it. But some of those same people were rooting for us before I made it. Right. And then it's like, and then you, and then you get right, right. You get it. And you like, you make it and, and all the things you said you were going to do, you really make it materialize. And then, and then they, they feel some, some type of way about it. So, you know, I, I want everyone to be successful, but the reality, the reality is right. Cause I'm a very realistic person. Uh-huh. The reality is not everybody's going to be successful. Right. Not everybody's going to start a successful brand, right? Not everybody is, is, is cut out for this, right? Not everybody's built for this. I am right. I am. This is what I do. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. I'm going to be involved in plant medicine, whether it's cannabis Right. Or whether it's other, you know, natural, holistic, you know, plant based medicine and cures and things like that. I mean, I, I have a broad interest in, in much more than cannabis. You know, I'm I'm someone who always studied like medicinal plants and, and, you know, in science, biology. And I mean, I'm into crystals and energy. And I mean, I'm full blown, like I'm like full blown hippie. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, Hence the tie dye designs. You know, designs. <laughs> you know and, and, and I'm a weird mix. I mean, because, you know, I grew up in South Florida very multicultural, you know, environment and, you know, and lots of hip hop influence and, and obviously, you know, a, a lot of um, surfing and boating and fishing, yeah. and, you know, and then, and then like boy cannabis medicine. And then now the internet, right. The internet and marketing, and all the stuff. I mean, oh, the it's internet. a, it's a weird, a weird oh, combination, it. it's a weird combination of a lot of things that I do, right. That I do just, just from these wild, twists and turns in life and it's almost like if you if you ever watch that movie for like you watch forrest gump i'm sure of oh, course forrest gump,
0: classic things, these things
2: happen right that's one of my favorite movies all these things happen and you like you almost can't believe it. and you're like what like yeah. he was where and like what? that how did that oh my god and like you know 10 20 years later like this lines up because of this thing that happened back then that's how my life has been and like i'm i will actually there's no question there will be a but i'll have to write a book and a but movie. you know what i'll But
0: it's all because like, right, the journey like that they say, like, enjoy the journey because like it's not where you're going. It's not the destination. It's the journey. And a lot of times you get involved or you start doing something and it doesn't you don't really know what that's going to turn into, but you know that you really want to do that. So you keep doing it and it doesn't you don't really know what it, what part of it is going to be successful for you until the planets do align for you and then you just yeah you get opportunities
1: and it happens and
0: it happens and it's just it really is life but you also got to work hard too right so you can't just like think everything's going to happen you manifest it by working hard And we hope you enjoyed our interview with Chris Sunshine you can find him at sunshine cannabis on uh, Instagram uh, or you can uh, email him Chris at dot cannabis.com and uh, regulate Florida.com you can print off just like we talked about you can print off Your the petition. petition sign it and send it off. And get, you know, you can uh, tell, tell all your friends. I know you can print off a bunch of copies and, uh, and tell a couple of your co workers and have them sign and just pack them all together, send them. Or if you, you know what, go to the dispensary, go to True Leave and drop, and drop them off. off. Mm-hmm. So we can all get the shit They're going. They're trying to get it done by the end
1: of the year. So get those signatures in. Do
0: it. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And uh, hanging out with us on Instagram Live Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Sorry to all of you uh, who always happen to miss us, but we're in the Florida coast, East Coast. Come join us and talk about what uh, what you liked or what you didn't like about the show. You patrons, you make this shit happen. Thank you so much, you guys. Uh, give us just even just the support to do this and keep doing this. So thank you. If you want to become a patron, you can go to potsmokymoms.com. You get early access to our episodes, no uh, commercials, additional content. You get extra full uncut versions of our interview, uh, interviews, <laughs> zoom sessions, all kinds of stuff. Some of our patrons include wonderful people like Yanni, destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, Shelby, Denise, Liza, and Natalie. And And Meredith, Meredith, and she's been around for a while, but she is a patron of. of, How
1: do you go?
0: She's day ones. Day ones, yeah. yeah. A writer dies. Day ones, and also. Anytime we have a question about any kind of weird movie. Or any pop
1: culture. yeah, Pop like culture, movie stuff, yeah. She's got it.
0: She's got it. She is our, <laughs> what is it? The phone call on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?
1: Yeah, your phone a friend you or whatever. Her, she's our phone a friend. <laughs> we need your number yeah. on speed now if we ever Ex- go on that show.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, and share our content. Thank you so much. We love you. Potsmokeyballs.com. Bye. Bye.